I'm Sarah Fry. Welcome to Patent Pod. In Pennsylvania, culturally relevant and sustaining education, or what I'll call CRSE, is education that ensures equity for all students and seeks to eliminate systemic institutional, racial, and cultural barriers that inhibit the success of students, particularly those who have been historically underrepresented. There's a lot to explore and learn about um, in covering CRSE, but on today's episode, we're gonna focus on one specific element with a special guest. Today's episode is all about social justice practices implemented in school and programs. I'm excited to welcome Dr. Charles Barrett with us. Thank you, great to be here. Dr. Barrett, to get us started, from your perspective as a school psychologist, mm -hmm. how would you explain social justice practices and how that relates to student outcomes. Excellent question. So I think that socially just practices are the vehicle that allows us to achieve positive outcomes or, or I would call equitable outcomes for students. In other words, when we have inequities in our systems that could be discipline outcomes, it could be suspension or expulsion, students who might be identified with disabilities or even those who um, are less likely to be identified for gifted programs. Those are all examples of inequities that happen across student groups. The, the path to correct that would be socially just practices in assessment or in referral practices or policy and practice that really affect what people do. Could be psychologists, counselors, social workers, teachers, administrators. So the vehicle, the path to achieving more equitable outcomes for all students would be to embed socially just practices um, as the mechanism to do that. You've kind of touched on this. You you listed off a few of the, I guess, the the change makers mm -hmm. involved in that, but who, who would you explain is really at the heart of uh, implementing these practices and who overall is impacted? It might seem obvious, but it might not. So I think everyone has a stake in implementing the practices. So it's it's responsive teaching to the backgrounds and needs of students. It's responsive assessment practices, if you're a psychologist or speech pathologist. It's responsive counseling, if you're a school counselor or psychologist or social worker. I think it's administration, um, administrators, so those who are responsible for setting policy. So your school board members, your senior staff in central office, even at the building level, for really holding people accountable for what they're doing. So I think everyone has a role to play in different ways, but ultimately students are the ones who are impacted by what we do as adults. Families are impacted as well. Um, so who has access and opportunity to really have the best shot at achieving and having the most positive experience in schools? Those are the recipients of these practices or outcomes, but I think everyone has a role to play in ensuring that for young people. So. I feel like um, it might be easy for our audience to say, well, yeah, of course, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. But they turn off this episode and they're like, okay, but what is that? How, how do I do it? Mm -hmm. Dr. Baird, what, what am I supposed to do? Could you give us an example, um, especially for our audience members who are involved in preschool or kindergarten programs, what, what might some practices 
look like at that level? So I think about, for example, um, discipline outcomes for young children in preschool or kindergarten. And for example, there's been studies that look at preschool expulsion rates and minoritized students, typically black students or black boys in particular, are at higher risk for being expelled or suspended from preschool. That is socially unjust for to exclude a student at that young age from preschool or from schooling should not be happening. So I think a more socially just way would be how do we change the classroom environment? How do we mod uh, modify discipline um, responses from teachers? How do we incorporate more positive restorative practices in our discipline? How do we teach and reteach behaviors or teach and reteach what's appropriate socially in the school setting to prevent the exclusion of students from, from school, even at such a young age. So it, following, in my mind's eye, following these students up their, their trajectory from their earliest learning moments mm -hmm. in the school setting, yeah. would you say that there are other or different practices that should be considered um, as in, in the upper grades or is it a continuation? I think it's more of a continuation. I think it looks differently when students are in, let's say, secondary school, middle or high school compared to elementary school. I think the same mindset is how do we as adults create a learning space, a learning environment that's conducive for them to engage and feel comfortable. So I even think about when they're older, and older could be elementary school, that does our instruction really um, value the students' unique backgrounds? Do they see themselves reflected in the curricula, in the lessons, in the activities? That is one example or one way to be culturally responsive in our instruction. So we're using or leveraging, I should say, leveraging student background to provide them more access in a meaningful way to what we want them to learn. There are different ways to teach any type of content, but how do we really make it engaging, exciting, meaningful to students that might look differently in school A versus school B, depending on who your students are. So I do think that that principle of um, making the learning environment conducive, safe, welcoming, affirming for all students is a broad principle, but how that looks in different ages could be different. So if educators are excited and they're, they're gonna get started, how can they prepare themselves to implement some practices in their daily work? Do you have any advice or tips? I think the first thing is getting to know who your students are and what their experiences have been. For 13 years, I served schools from, uh, with students from backgrounds that were primarily from Central America. So Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador. If I was a teacher there, I would have to learn about the cultures of my students. What were their native holidays, for example, or what were the practices that their, their families or they might have experienced in those countries? And how do I incorporate that into my own learning? How do I use examples from their own lived experiences to make things come alive in my classroom? So I think the first place to start is always having a handle on who your students are and how can I meet their needs most effectively. Dr. Barrett, you have spent years in the classroom and as a school psychologist. I'm wondering, specifically with um, school psychologists, mm -hmm. how can school psychologists be a catalyst? Or if there, if we have uh, those folks in our audience who who really are passionate mm -hmm. but aren't sure of how to 
kind of lead the charge within their, their school or community mm -hmm. to become more involved in CRSE, what ideas do you have for those folks? So I think school psychologists or school psychology as a discipline is uniquely positioned in schools to really understand psychology, understand children, understand education. So we might not be teachers, but we, we spend time in school settings to understand the school culture or the dynamic of what makes the school go. I think we bring different perspective um, on teams. So I think when we think about the child or the whole child, if you will, the, the school psychologist perspective can really incorporate different elements that might not be highlighted by a school counselor or by uh, a teacher or a principal. So I think school psychologists can really start to tie together these different perspectives from different team members or educators and collaborate, you know, consult with these different members to highlight how we can be thinking differently about students. One major piece I think that should be highlighted is the importance of thinking broadly or systemically about students. Uh, so we see the child presenting a certain way at school and being student-centered or student-focused does not always mean that we focus on the child only. It means we, we think broadly about what else could be happening around this child, around this student that needs to be addressed. So is it, is it trauma from community violence? Is it something going on with, again, discipline, practice, and policy that's not really fair to the student? Is the child not being instructed in the most effective way, not because of bad or poor teachers, but maybe could be a mismatch between the child's background and effective curricula? So I think school psychologists have experience, have training in a number of um, disciplines or aspects that affect child development, child functioning, and we can bring those skills to bear as we consult and collaborate with other team members in a school setting. I really like what, um, what you said in that, the fact that we can be so focused on supporting mm -hmm. and you know improving outcomes for a specific child that we kind of lose sight Correct. of everything else around the child. Sure. And even in casual conversation before we, we, we sat down together today, mm -hmm. you said something to the point of that it's not always about the child, Correct. right? Correct. So my mantra has been for at least the last four or five years now, it's always about the children. I believe that. Mm -hmm. But being about the children is really about thinking systemically. Back to the social justice that we were talking about a few moments ago, I would say that social justice is being as concerned with what's happening around kids as we are concerned about what's happening within them. So I want to talk about their family structure. I want to talk about their community, about their schooling, other things that affect how they, how they function. And that's certainly still having the child at the center of our analysis or a center of, of our practice, but it's not focusing, focusing on them exclusively at the expense of other meaningful variables. Bronfen Brenner's theory comes to mind, his mm. um, ecological systems theory is very, very meaningful and very, very appropriate for a social justice orientation, thinking about all of these intersecting overlapping systems that kids are a part of and develop within those things need to be addressed as well. I think school psychologists have the perspective, the skill set, the training, the background to help teams think more broadly and expand our hypotheses about what could be happening. And then that informs intervention, that informs what we should be targeting and addressing to help students ultimately 
be more successful and have more positive experiences. I, you know, I'm just, I just keep coming back to that, and I think <clears> it's so powerful, and and I hope that that resonates with our audience. The fact that you know we're we're focusing on student outcomes. Mm -hmm. You know, we have those goals and th that progress in mind. But we, we do have to draw back from it, like you said, with kind of the, the, the microsystem and going larger from the macro system mm -hmm. is that we can't shut the door of our classroom and just say, like, today is the day we're going to power through this math. Right. Right. There are so many other contexts and it's bigger than one child and their specific learning goals. Sure. It's bigger than one classroom. Mm -hmm. um, so the role of a school psychologist, as you were saying, just seems so unique and special to, to kind of navigate, to yeah. communicate, and to also maybe in some ways model or mentor other practitioners in the school community. Correct. Would you agree? I, I would agree. I think for me personally, that principle of looking beyond the child really came um, and became even more meaningful to me during the pandemic when school literally became home and home became school. So I think teachers, as they're teaching virtually, got a window into students' lives and saw sometimes the chaos that they were living in while trying to still attend to their lessons. You know, Even before that, kids didn't just leave what happened before school at the schoolhouse door and come in ready to do reading, writing, and math. So I think we've always had to be mindful of these larger influences on them. But I think living through the pandemic has really heightened or um, brought those issues even more significantly to our to um, to the forefront. And again, I, I do think school psychologists, just being psychologists and knowing about child development, human development, do have a, a unique perspective to offer that can be helpful to think about students differently. It, it really helps everyone to think broadly, so we're not prematurely pathologizing families or children about what they did not do some things they're um, they experience the consequence of, but it's really not stemming from their own inability or what they've chosen to do. So that that way of thinking again goes back to social justice, thinking about structures and systems, and broadly about about young people. It helps everyone be more effective. Well, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to talk to us and and giving us um, a you know a good starting point, but sure. also a little bit more of that deeper, richer context for why it is important, uh, no matter who we are um, or what level we're at, to, to be a part of the team and the, the community working towards that. Sure. If you are interested in learning more about CRSC in Pennsylvania um, or would like to explore more about school psychologists like Dr. Barrett, uh, there are web pages available linked in the, uh, on our show notes to the patent website. Uh, I again want to thank Dr. Barrett for joining us. Thank you. I'd also like to uh, thank our producer, John Ragsdale, and of course our audience members. I hope you all join us again for another episode of Patent Pod very soon.